Hello and welcome to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast, your spot for everything Dynamo. With me today is Manny. Yep. And Kyle. Hello. We are recapping the devastating loss against Minnesota, talking about some transfer rumors, and using the astonishing Dynabot to predict the outcome of our next match in Philly. Let's get to it. Kyle, haven't heard from you on this game yet. We lost 2-1 at home to Minnesota. Give me your thoughts. Well, I didn't watch the game live, and I made it till about 4.45 today before I watched the highlights. I almost went without watching anything, and then I succumbed to peer pressure, and I watched the highlights, and I'm mad at myself for doing it. Well, I'm glad you watched the highlights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, and I, I only did it to be prepared for tonight. Um, but I feel like I probably could have uh, could have done without um, sending myself into an emotional downward spiral. But yeah, man, frustrating. Um, I listened to your Dyna Bros, and I feel for you guys having to record that right after that game because um, just from the highlights and from catching up in the text group, I could tell that that was one of the more frustrating matches of our season, and we've had several. So. I'm sorry you guys had to do that, but thanks for taking one for the uh, Dynamo Faithful team. And um, I'm just, I think I'm most bummed out uh, about the number of shots that we put on their, uh, on their side of the field. 22 shots, four of which were on target. That is shockingly terrible. So uh, that's very frustrating. We're losing at home fairly consistently now. So all good things as a uh, Dynamo fan right now. It's very strange. We have three road wins. That's the most we've had in forever. It's been so long since we've had that many road wins. But but we can't seem to get it done at home. Many of you talked on the Dyna Bros about how we started off the season trying to make PNC a fortress, and we were doing a pretty good job of that. But what is going on? Why, why are we crumbling at home? This is wild to me. Uh, I, I'm only here so I don't get fined. So <laughs> if you could just want to... <laughs> Past that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, man, Siski, I don't know. You know, I mentioned on Dyna Bros that at the beginning of the season, we we were doing well at home. We were we were making our, our home, our fortress. We were making PNC, you know, a, a place that was a little bit hard to come in and win. We had a few wins. We had a few ties. And then it seemed like after the international break, things just kind of went downhill from there. I don't know if... I mean, defensively, I, I I don't know what happened. Honestly, I don't know if we we let too much go in our defense to start pushing up forward too much um, because we were lacking in goals. Because even though we were not losing those games, our our goals were you know minimal at best. Um, yeah. And so maybe we gave some of that up. That defensive cover we were trying to keep to start getting goals, and really it hasn't worked out either way. <laughs> we still haven't really got a whole lot of goals, and. Uh, defensively, we've kind of maybe let ourselves go a little bit, but it has uh, definitely been um, a hard last few uh, few games here. And I, I think that I, I saw someone post this on Twitter, um, and Ian will uh, definitely tell us, producer Ian will definitely tell us, I told you guys uh, after I say this, is that it seems to be our uh, motif to go and start the season pretty decently. Um, and then we hit around the summer patch, and things just really go downhill real quick, and then it's by the hot. time <laughs> and by the time summer's over, uh, there's no chance of playoffs. Um, that seems to be the theme that we've done for like the last few seasons. Um, and apparently, producer Ian's not the only one that noticed because, like I said, I saw someone else post about that on Twitter as well. So we're just continuing a trend, apparently, which 
It's not the trend it's I would have wanted. too hot in that stadium. I'm cheap, so I get cheap tickets when I go. So I'm usually up high, and I'm still like drenched in sweat. It's so hot. I don't care what you say about the players training in that heat and being acclimated to that heat. I don't think these guys are handling the heat. I think that's the problem. You know, we talk about Hector Herrera's bringing the heat. I don't think we can handle the heat, okay? <laughs> uh, it's just too hot in that stadium. And, Manny, you talked about pushing the defense forward and the, to to try and get goals and that maybe they're, they're going too far forward. Kyle, you have anything to talk about with the defense? Yeah, I have a few things to say about the defense, but I just want to remind you, Sinski, that we're going to beat the heat when we get those nice mesh seats, okay? So just hold on. Hold on for a little while. We got some mesh nice seats. mesh seats. Coming That's not going to make the players on the field any cooler. I'll be <laughs> slightly more comfortable. I'll be Pat instead and of sitting in my own business. sweat. The sweat will go onto the concrete <laughs> underneath me. But <laughs> best best transfer business of the season: transferring out the old seats and transferring That's in right. the new ones. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how we haven't covered that yet, but it's it's top news for Dynamo fans. So uh, from the, from the highlights that I watched and the stuff that I read, um, I saw lots of defensive, just like brain dead moments here. And starting with Lundy very early on, I think it was seven or eight minutes into the game, picks up that senseless yellow card. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was reviewed at all during the game, but it was just a waste of a challenge. Um, so he has to play for, you know, 83 more minutes, potentially, with that on his back. And when you look at their first goal right in stoppage time in the first half, I don't know what happened to Hector Herrera. He looked like he had gone to war, um, but he was like walking to try to cover that break. And Lundy's tracking that guy running through and he can't do anything to him because he's on a yellow card for a dumb foul. And the same, you know, and also teenage has that very poor attempted tackle where the guy gets through on goal and then Lundy redeems himself by totally saving the, the challenge. And then, you know, bear hugs, Steve Clark down to the ground. Like from what I could tell, it was just defensively. So poor. I mean, Sam Junkwa gets absolutely roasted on the goal at the end there. Like it, it was just terrible defending. And I don't know if you guys remember one of my favorite movie series, uh, mighty ducks throwing it way back. I don't know if y'all remember in mighty ducks two when they hire the like tutor, to stay with the team all the time and just like help teach them the things that they also need to know. And she's like their emotional person too. She's like their, their team sports therapist, sports psychologist. We need somebody like that in the dynamo organization because we have a lot of very seemingly unintelligent people out there. And I think we just need (laughs) the, we need somebody to come in and like, guide this like group of puppies and turn them into, into big dogs. Like something is wrong with the organization. And I think we need to go the mighty ducks two route and, you know, really focus on the psychology of the players and that's going to produce results. So that's the, that's the drum I'm banging now. Kyle, I like how you had to reach that far back when Ted Lasso literally just had a season <laughs> with a sports psychologist in it. Ted Lasso <laughs> is just pulling from the mighty ducks two playbook. Okay. That's true. <laughs> the first season is major league one and the second season is mighty ducks two. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> great turning, sports movies. Turning great sports movies into a soccer-themed television television show. It's perfect. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, a lot of defensive strangeness in this game, I guess you could say. I was perplexed with the Tim Parker sub-off for Steres. I mean, 
I don't understand that. Tim wasn't on yellow. I felt like he was playing fairly well. Keeping tabs on Twitter said that he had a lot of bad, um, bad like lateral passes or something. Like just can't play out of pressure. But is Starez that much better at it? I don't, I don't think so. It just seems like a wasted sub to me. Manny, what do you think? Yeah, man. I think I, I had mentioned this already before. Is uh, that I agree. Like I understand that the uh, fullback rotation that happened there. Uh, Zeka is probably going to get up the field a little bit more, probably make some better crosses. Uh, Dorsey wasn't having a very good game just in general. He wasn't, I wouldn't call him poor, but he wasn't doing well necessarily. Um, so the fullback rotation I get, uh, but the sub on the center back, uh, I, I'm not, I don't really understand. Maybe if we were changing formations and going to a, a back three and you're going to let one of the guys hang you know, one of those three hang back further and you want stairs to push up a little bit on the right side. So Zeka can push up even further. Maybe I get it, but still it it seemed like a, I know there's five subs in the MLS and, you know, it gives you a little bit more breathing room to do stuff like that, but it still seemed like a waste, especially when you have offensive players on the bench that can come off and hopefully do something for you. Uh, You know, it's not like our guys are necessarily known for lighting fires as soon as they come off the bench or anything like that. But but at least they they have a chance. Like Stairs is not going to give us a chance of scoring a goal unless you're just getting a lot of corners, you know. And maybe he can do something in the air. But uh, I still think I heard that he was a grandpa of this last week, so I don't know how high he can jump. I don't <laughs> it know. It can't be that he's a grandpa. He's only thirty one. I looked him up. There's no okay. way he's a grandpa. I I, I could have swore. I could have swore that's what they say. Maybe they just said. Maybe they just said father, not grandfather. It was you wild. You blew my mind with that, by the way. <laughs> that like <laughs> rocked me. I'm like, no way we have a grandpa on our team that um, we just brought on this season. Man, that yeah. was the biggest dynamo move ever. But yeah, it goes. It just goes along with you know what we've talked about in the past, and that's just some Naga like subs and that we don't get. Again, I said it on Dynamo Bros. I'll say it here. I'm not Naga Alex. I am Naga Y. Yeah, uh, Brian Gilchrist put out his blog the other day, and it was basically all about like questions we need to ask of Nagamura. And I thought it was a spot-on article. If you haven't read it, it's on Twitter. It's called the Forever Orange blog. It's pretty awesome. It's usually well-written, good analysis, stuff like that. Look it up. Faithful. Uh, but I think I think we got to be talking about the head coach a little bit here. The lineups have been suspect since day one. I just, for me, it's all about the starting 11. When you look at that first 45 minutes of that game, and Kyle, I know you watched highlights. I can only imagine that the highlights were just dynamo soaring balls left and right and just missing things. Because Minnesota didn't do much the first half except score a goal in stoppage time. Whereas the dynamo were trying to score a goal from what I remember the entire time. Who wouldn't let me do a rewatch of the first half? So I'm going off of just the first watch game, but it just felt like we were constantly in the final third. And I just, I thought offensively, we were doing so many things right. We were mixing up the attack. Sometimes it was a ball over the top to Fafa. Sometimes it was a build-up play. Sometimes it was crosses into the box, passing up the middle into the box. Like we were, we were doing so many different things that like, Minnesota, who's got a pretty pretty good defense, couldn't couldn't figure us out. You know, we had them on their their heels for probably the first 30, 35 minutes before we just slowed down. Like I would say the water break. We came back from the water break and we're not like on it. But uh I just I don't understand. Like Naga, 
if Sebas is on the field there, you got to think the guy with seven goals might get his eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle, what, what is it going to take to get our lineups correct? And does Naga need to feel the pressure on that? I mean, he has to feel the pressure because his predecessor went through literally this exact same thing with Darwin Quintero last season. Like this is, this is not a new thing for the dynamo organization. You've got clearly one of your best attackers and you're not starting them consistently. And I know like we're talking about comparing Sebas to DQ from last season, DQ. He didn't play for games on end. Sebas is, you know, at least getting minutes and it's his first season. And so it's not quite, you know, apples to apples, but it's getting pretty close to it. You know, you've got a guy with 10 goal involvements on the season. That's your most on the team. You've got a guy that's at 5.2 expected goals on the season. He's just below DQ and goals per 90 at 0.46. Like you, you have to put the guy on the field. When you saw him come in after halftime, the way he and DQ already like immediately started linking up. He had a shot on, he had a shot that was blocked right away. Like, it doesn't make sense that he's not playing unless there's unless he just like he and Naga got in a fight and training, which we probably would have heard about. Like there's there's got to be something going on that's keeping him from getting minutes, you know, in front of some other players. And if anybody's listened to this podcast more than, you know, one episode, like I'm a huge Thor guy. Love the guy. Love what he's doing in his rookie season. He's you know, he's playing well. He needs to play on the left wing and Sebas needs to play up front. Like it, there's simply no argument to be made there. We've got to get our most productive players on the field. Uh, you know, big Tottenham fan here. If, if Antonio Conte sat Harry Kane for any amount of time, I'd probably switch teams. Like this is just, <laughs> it's not okay to, to be keeping your, you know, your number nine, your striker, the guy you went out and spent money on and not have him on the field unless there's simply something wrong. In which case, I still think the Mighty Ducks two route is a great great idea. We got to get the uh, sports <laughs> psychologist in there. So yeah, we we need Sebas to be playing. It's it pretty just, clear. It doesn't make any sense to me. And Thor's goals are coming from the wing. They're not coming from the center center forward. Right. Position. He's making okay. he's making runs. He's taking players on from the outside. Like yeah, Sebas is scoring goals like a striker scores goals. And we have Thor, and we've got Fafa that sometimes pitches in with a goal as well. Like it, Fafa, great goal in this game. A little you too know, maybe too little too late. Like we we've yeah. got to we've got to get our best players on the field, and I think that might warrant a formation change. Hector Herrera, from what I saw in this game, played really well. Like he was putting lots of crosses in. He was aggressive in the attack. He clearly was aggressive because his head was apparently bleeding at some point. Like we've got to utilize players the best way that we can, and I don't think Naga's getting that right at this moment yeah can't question hector herrera's warrior spirit the guy like had to come off they he had to change jerseys there's blood on the what jersey. what happened to him go ahead man he went he went up for a header and when he came down he actually headed the back of fafa's head yeah uh, and his eyebrow caught and split oh my gosh split open. not so it wasn't fault. even yeah no it wasn't fafa's fault it, i really wasn't even hector's fault really like he was he was going yeah. up to try to get the ball to score and he just happened to come down on his player that was in front of him it was unfortunate. Yeah, very. It was a lot. It was a lot of blood. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh dang! When it when it went to show it, I was like, man. And yeah. Fafa is just one of those players who, like, I think Jake's right. He's one of our better wingers, but man, the number of chances he messes up blows my mind. At one point, Glenn Davis is like, 
why are you why, why is he constantly getting run away from goal? He's got a one-on-one or got to beat one more defender and he always winds up having to run away from goal to do that. And it was just so frustrating. Probably four or five times he's on a breakaway and all of a sudden he's parallel to the goal on the left side or on the right side yeah. waiting for somebody to come help him. It's like the the breakaway is meant for you, Fafa. It's meant for you. Yeah. Fafa, the breakaway send is him meant- on send him on late with tired, you know, against tired legs. Like I, that's a pretty pretty smart thing as far as I can tell from my, you know, very limited soccer knowledge. But I, yeah, I don't know. And of course I he just, had another offside call on him this game. I don't I don't think we'll have a dynamo. Oh, just just the one? offside <laughs> just one coming to my immediate memory and it was just frustrating because it uh, could have led to a goal who knows i think they said during the game that fafa's only scored it was in the 30s like it was like 36 goals or something like that in his career um and he's been a professional i mean he's 30 this year so he's probably been on professional contract i would say probably at least eight to ten years and in that time he's only scored 36 goals and again, that's, I think that's about, I don't have the stat right in front of me and 10 of those are 11 of those for, were for us from last year. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's, we shouldn't be counting on Fafa, whether he's playing or not playing to score goals. Like, I agree. That's, that's the reality of it. Like we should, and, and when he's up there, like he's going to turn away from goal, he's going to be offsides. And that's what we should expect because that's what he's been doing basically his whole career. If we were to talk about a uh, mighty ducks reference D two, we're going to talk about the guy from Spain who can skate way too fast and doesn't know how to stop. I thought that might yes. come up <laughs> yes. because that's what Fafa needs. He needs to learn how to slow down and watch the line and know, Hey, I can't be past this guy. I'm going to go off sides. I know I'm fast, but f- speed cannot be the only thing you rely on. Like it especially be. when you run over your own feet at least once a game, <laughs> just watch him like run over his feet or run over the ball, and it's like, man, if you're going too fast, you're going too fast. Fafa, slow down, slow down. Sinski, if it makes you feel any better, uh, instead of watching highlights or rewatching the game, I decided to make my own highlights, and I played FIFA before we got on this to <laughs> see if I could get the Dynamo to win. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't. It's playing on world class, couldn't get a win. I tried with multiple players, multiple formations. I played like five or six times. So I don't know if it matters what Naga does because I don't, not even FIFA rates us that well. So I don't know if there's anything we can do really. It's, it's this, really just our fate. This is what Naga needs to do. Okay. A back four. All right. You've got Lundy, Tim, Teenage, and Zeka. You can put Hadebi on Lundy's side and Tim on Zeka's side. That's where they usually play. And then. A midfield three. All Boom. right. Hector, Vera, Coco. No, bro. No. Stop. Stop. No. Man. You're the a only person three. that wants a midfield three. Of and then those a three. front three of Thor on the left, Sebis in the middle, up top, and DQ on the right. You guys cannot keep telling me DQ can't play on the right. That's our best attacking three. No, they're not wingers. They're wide forwards. Let them try and score. I'm, I'm telling you, that's the best we can do. And until Naga does that, I'm going to be banging on his door, telling him, this is the lineup for you. You guys want to see us win games? That's how you're going to do it. Putting Fafa out to the right is 
not the best use for him. That's just, it's you just, mean it's DQ. just not. You mean DQ? I'm sorry. Yes, sorry, DQ, it, yes. It, Putting DQ out to the right is not the right there. thing. He can cut in. He can he's, do everything he's gonna, he wants to do. But this is the problem with DQ. Is he's going to make him. He's going to force his way into the middle anyway. So then we don't have anybody out there. We have we make Zeko run up and fill his space. He'll be right there. And Vera pulls back, and you've got a back three now instead of a instead of two center backs. Now the, it's listen, brilliant. Listen, you play a four two three one. You let DQ sit in the middle where he wants to be, creating, shooting. Let's and you let Coco and HH run the midfield. No, let's because that means off. Fafa has to start up top on the right. And I would rather, like Manny said, bring Fafa, or maybe it was you, Fafa off the bench against some tired legs and let him run over people and go go to that over-the-top strategy if we're looking for a goal. I'm telling you, this is brilliant. And Mr. Manager from Football Manager would be on my side here. No, no, he would say you're fired. That's what he would tell you. So this oh, is what man. we're gonna this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna run a four in the back. Same same lineup you you said Sinski. I'm fine with that lineup. That's fine. That's fine. Obviously Clark back there too. We're gonna play oh, a shallow we're gonna play a shallow diamond. All right, we're going to play four in the middle. We're going to play a shallow diamond. DQ is the top of that diamond. We're going to play Memo, Coco, and Ache Ache as the other three. They're going to line up behind DQ, okay? Shallow diamond, so that means that Ache Ache, he actually doesn't come back too far. He's not going to split the center backs like Vera does, okay? He's not going to come back that far. He's got enough defensive acumen not to have to do that. And then we're going to get rid of our wingers, since we don't need them, obviously, because we're playing a four in the middle, and we're going to play with Thor and Sebas up top. Thor's going to be a 442 diamond. A 442 diamond. We're going to put Thor. What is this, 2006? No, 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 no. Listen. This is this is the best lineup with the people we have because our no, wingers our wingers cannot wing. We know this. Our best crossers are our our fullbacks, our right back and our left back. They're their best crossers. If you have people in their way, they're going to get in their way and they're not going to be able to make as many crosses. You have those guys run up and left and down the side of the fields. They're going to be able to get the crosses. You have them pinging passes from our midfield. This is the way. This, this is, is not FIFA. You do that, we're going to have so little coverage in the back that people are going to be scoring goals on us left and right. You'll think it's a basketball game instead of a soccer game. The scores will be so high. They already do. What does it matter? What does it matter? Let's just try something different. I'm telling Yeah, something different. What I've been saying. A We've four, done that. Three, We've, didn't three, we done run this. out of 4-3-3 three, three this weekend? Yes, I don't know what he's talking about. But not this one. Not this one. Put DQ oh, okay, out. Change. Put, put, put Sebas in. Put Thor on the left, put DQ on the yes. right. That's the only change. The, the only one player change, difference. The four point one million dollar man with Hector Herrera. Why haven't they started together yet? Do it. One more stat to talk about before we move on, because it's starting to get heated, and we're acting like it's Dynamo Bros out here. One more stat is I want to talk about possession. How oh how can we have seventy two percent possession? And lose this game, Kyle. It's explain that the same. You. It's the same as having twenty-two shots and putting four of them on target. It is pointless possession, pointless shooting. It's just bad. It's bad soccer. That's I the only explanation fine. I can give you. I want player fines for wayward shots. I want fines <laughs> for fines. every time Coco takes a shot outside the box. I want him to get a fine. Same like in, like in a, that didn't happen this game, but like in player contracts where you give them like you know season bonuses for you know hitting yeah. goal numbers. <laughs> yeah, the, the more way where their shots get, the more money you take from their contracts. And I want Naga to be fined every time he does not start Sebis and Hector together. Makes no sense to me. I think that I want to bring it up, bring this up again. Is that when you get to this level, the top 
guy of the team is not called a coach anymore. He's called a manager. He's called a manager for a reason. He's supposed to manage the team as a whole. That doesn't mean just the players on the pitch. That means he has a staff below him that he's supposed to hire, bring on, have them do specific things. With 22 shots and only four on target, and this is just, this game specifically, I think just magnifies it, but we've seen it all season long, is that we have an inability to finish. Why have we not brought in someone who is a finishing specialist? You have, you literally have specialists out there for throw-ins. Right. Like, not every team has that, right? But there are literally man coaches out there that, that that's what they specialize in is throw-in routines, when to throw in, how to throw in, all that stuff. I guarantee you there's finishing specialists out there. Why in the world have we not hired one? Because I feel like that is our biggest issue right now. In front of goal, finishing the freaking ball. I agree. I've been, I've been saying that for months, that the Dynamo just need to hire somebody to teach these guys how to finish shots. I I posted that on uh, Glenn Davis's Twitter. and Well, no, he commented on my Twitter about it. Um, Fancy. Glenn Davis and I are Twitter friends. It's no big deal. It's whatever. It's whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm pretty much done talking about that last game. I'm ready to move on. Let's go to the general news segment of this podcast. Gentlemen, we have ourselves a transfer rumor. Have you all heard about it, Kyle? Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. The uh, text group was buzzing earlier. Um, we are linked with a young Colombian winger, Nelson Quinones. Quinones? Quinones? I don't know if there's an Inye in there or not. But uh, he's only 19. He, on paper, appears to be uh, nothing special. And I don't know why we would expect <laughs> anything different if he's linked with the Dynamo in the winger position. Uh, but fun thing about him is we're hearing reports that we are potentially paying $1.8 million for this very unknown talent, but we might only be paying 1.8 million Colombian pesos, which is just about 400 us dollars. So <laughs> we might be no getting one heck of a deal. <laughs> this something's... could be, this could be the business of the century. Either something's getting lost in translation or the rumors out there are just, wrong right like that that's gotta be <laughs> or google's broken the the google uh uh money um translator yeah, exchange, that's not that's the not exchange, exchange rate, rate. Yeah, the exchange rate. yes yeah something's something's not right um that wild yes it's nuts yeah. <laughs> we started this podcast on a few statements stay faithful you know and and pat we trust i'm having a hard time trusting this move yeah. This kid is, we know what the Dynamo needs. The Dynamo needs an MLS ready winger slash wide forward who can come in and help us put goals in the back of the net. That's what we need. And when we when we brought in Thiago towards the end of that first transfer window, he hasn't done anything in the first team. I can't remember the last time he played for the first team. I think it was the Charities Cup. And then the time before that, I couldn't even tell you. Um why are we why are we using an international slot on a player mm -hmm. on Dynamo Dose? I don't understand. And then maybe that doesn't count because how are we getting Nelson Q onto our onto our team when we're out of international slots? So Yeah, apparently on on the roster on the Dynamo website, Tiago is now listed as loaned out, which might be a first in my experience as a soccer fan that we have a loaned player that is now being loaned out. 
Is this yeah. a thing that you can do? My only guess is that they're talking about him playing for the Dynamo Doe's, and that means it doesn't count against our allotment for the main team. Manny, what do you think? Uh, I think it's the MLS and money and uh, loans and transfers mean nothing, really. Right. How can you sell? Like, I understand that we have an international spot that we sold forever. That makes zero sense to me. Tam, Gam, it's all it's all mixed in there. Loaning out a loan player that you loaned in for free. Uh, I'd be, you know, what would be the best thing ever if that loan player that we loaned out, even though we got him for free, we charged a fee for them. So that we made money on a $0 loan for us. That would be incredible business. If Pat's doing that, yeah, I'm taking that all day. I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah, this it sounds just, to me like a, it sounds like a shell company, you know, like a fake <laughs> company that you do, you run your taxes through. Like, that's what this you deal do that sounds kind? like. Uh, uh, no, I'm unfamiliar. If you could uh, walk me through it, that'd be great. <laughs> I think you have to call up your man Cayman and he, like, handles it for you. I don't know. I, I actually have a business, Wolf Cola. Um for all you it's always sunny fans out there that's a that's a that's a reference for you <laughs> mr cayman islands is that is that your reference there Sinski? is that what is that his name no i didn't know that was a thing but i'm always glad to accidentally walk into a reference <laughs> <laughs> i'll do that anytime this is just so confusing i don't i don't understand this but nelson kionis i got nothing against you man i just don't understand why we're going after you you're not going to help yeah. us in the season and and here's the thing if if Pat and Naga were saying, look, we're building to the future, we're looking at the future, where we know it's not happening this season, but that's not been the case. The goal has always been playoffs, right? We said we were trying to make playoffs. We know we might not win the whole thing this year, but we're, we playoffs is our real realistic goal. And we started off playing like a team that might want to get to the playoffs. And then we have these little... And we're still not that far away. When you look at the points... I feel like just need a run. I just don't know how we can make a run. Maybe by starting Sebis Ferreira, we might make a run. But it, yeah, it's wild. Like we're we're still getting a 19 year old kid who doesn't have great numbers in Colombian leagues. It's like he's not going to help us. Sorry, man. Yeah, like if we already have Tiago, who is basically this same person, like why not play him? You know, right? Doesn't. I, I agree 100%. There are so many players in that Dynamo Dose team that I'm wondering what they're doing down there. There's there's a couple guys. Palomino's one of them. It's like, bring him up. Let's get some creativity in the midfield. Uh, oh, now I'm blanking on Maples. Let's bring him up because our defense seems shaky. There's lots of players that I'm like, let's give them a shot. If, if playoffs is no longer the goal, one, I want Pat and Naga to say it. And start bringing up these guys onto the team so that we can see what the future really looks like. And then I, I'm more okay with us spending an international slot on a potential future player. But right now, no, it seems like a complete waste. Am I crazy? Tell me I'm not crazy. No, you're, you're not crazy. I think that if, if this rumor is true and this is something we're actually, you know, chasing, it's just another lottery ticket. And if it's actually 1.8 million, or even if it's just a million dollars, it's yeah. It, in my opinion, it's too expensive of a lottery ticket. Um, it's it's not worth the gamble up this season. Like to waste an international spot and spend that kind of money at this point in the season, you need to be getting someone that knows what they're doing yeah. in this in this league or has been in a league higher. Um, you can't you can't risk that that money and an international spot on on a lottery ticket. It's just it would be a total total waste. 
And I think someone said it today. What if Pat is just a bad GM? And I hope that's not actually the case. <laughs> but there's proof that he's not, right? Columbus. Didn't he help turn that team around? Am I crazy? No, I think you're right. I think he did He did well there. But I mean, that, that's not to say that every, you know, decision he made it was perfect. Uh, but at the same time, I, I feel like he's he's knows enough not to risk it on this. You know, I just but. I just think I'm still I'm still behind Pat. It's it's the first season here, right? Pat and Naga. I'm never going to say the coach needs to leave off the first season. Uh, he does need to answer some questions. And it's the same with the GM. I'm not going to be like, Pat, get out of here. You're wrong for the club. We're obviously better than we were last year. I think that's pretty clear to me that we're a better team than we were last year. Three road wins is a big deal. Um, three zero to LA Galaxy. I mean, we've had some like breakthrough performances. Uh, just it's hard because I feel like we were given some promises that aren't quite being kept. And so I'm I think questions need to be asked. And I think you you get on Twitter, you see a lot of guys talking about healthy pressure on the coach and on the front office. And I think we need to do that. I think Glenn Davis has even said like there needs to be a good, healthy pressure and healthy talk about the team being where it needs to be. You don't and the thing is you don't bring in Hector Herrera to to win two or three seasons from now, right? Right. He's he's at his peak. I don't I don't think his uh, numbers are going to get better uh, in the next couple seasons. You know, his pace is going to go down, his, all that stuff. So to, to bring him in and then to say, hey, we're going to supplement that with a 19-year-old who's not done anything in his career just blows my mind. Blows my but, mind. I really hope that's not what's happening. But maybe Hector Herrera is not a win-now decision. Maybe he was a seats and butts decision you know what i mean like it, maybe we have to look fans at it that are, way. we're too we're too fickle for that we need results <laughs> like now yeah i don't think you could you could bring in the entire mexican national team and if we're not going to win people aren't going to show up and sit in a hundred something degree oven to watch us lose i don't think that's going to happen for more than a couple games because i think we'd, we'd have breakout numbers they lose and they keep losing like it's happening right now the fans aren't going to show up. That stadium's too uncomfortable, too hot. I love PNC. Got great memories in that stadium. But every, but the memory that always lasts is the fact that I feel like I sweat out 50 water bottles. <laughs> That's the memory I have is how sweaty I am. So sweaty the shirt can't come off. So sweaty that the guy behind me has to help me peel it from my skin. That's what I remember. Okay. That's the big news going on for the Dynamo right now. Let's go ahead and look forward. Look forward, guys. Perk up to the big match in Philly, Saturday, July 30th at 6.30. Give me some deets on this match, Manny. Oh, Sinski. I I don't know if there's anything I'm going to tell you about this team or about what I think about this upcoming game that's going to make you perky. Uh, I just don't... <laughs> I don't know if there's anything in me that, that you... Uh, that you want to hear. Uh, let's see. They are unbeaten, I think, in their um, last five games, four wins in a row, um, including a 7-0 win over D.C. Uh, they You're allowed have- to score seven goals in one game? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touchdowns. You're allowed to score touchdowns, apparently, in a single soccer match. Um, they are uh, holders of the best defense in the entire league, not just in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Um, with only 15 goals allowed. Uh, they have a 10-goal midfielder. 
Uh, I believe who is that? It's uh, Carranza. I think it's Carranza. That's their the midfielder that's done that. Um, yeah, they are better than us in every way. Sinski, I don't know what to tell you. I, I I have no good news. I apologize. All right, then, Kyle. I need some good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, Producer, on you, you cut buddy. all of what Manny said there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kyle. I think it's um, probably worst case scenario to be coming off a two-one uh, loss at home to a potentially beatable team and traveling uh, away from home to the top team in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, not looking great for the boys in orange. But I'm faithful. I'm hopeful, but I'm realistic. So just a draw then. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I want to correct correction on myself. Sorry. Uh, Gazdag is the midfielder who has the uh, 10 goals. Uh, Carranza is their forward. So I apologize about that. Don't worry. Producer Ian's going to cut everything you said. Man. <laughs> Don't worry. I asked him to. <laughs> yeah. What's crazy to me is Bedoya is on this team, and he's playing pretty well. Uh, that DC game, I think he scored. I know he scored one of the goals, I think think it might have been two. I had to put my boy down halfway through that game, so I didn't get to see it all. But I think he scored two goals there, and that's just wild to me. He's 35. He's 35. When did he become 35 years old? That's crazy. I feel like he was just on the national team, and I was 35. Speaking of ancient American players, Michael Bradley also had a great performance for Toronto this weekend. So maybe maybe he and Bedoya are are forcing a comeback into the men's national team for the World Cup. What do you all think? that's what it is. They're prepping. They they know their spots up for grab. No, the midfield has no spots up for grab for those guys. If they were strikers, maybe they'd have a chance at something. But no, I, I I'd think bring, I'd bring Michael Bradley back. This isn't a USMNT podcast, but I feel like our team is so stacked. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about our game versus Philly. And you know what? I'd like to hear from our friend, the Dynabot. Dynabot's unfortunate prediction for Houston Dynamo at Philadelphia Union. 64% chance Philadelphia Union win. 14% chance Houston Dynamo win. 22% chance the two teams draw. Please do not worry about Dinobot's pre-programmed human-like emotions. There is no robot uprising to worry about. Dale, dale, dale Dynamo and stay faithful. No way. No way are we only having a 14% chance of winning this game. We're the Houston Dynamo. We're This is the opposite of last season's Houston Dynamo. This Houston Dynamo fights to the end. You'll remember Fafa scored a goal, and I think Manny told me it was the 85th minute on Dyna Bros. So I think that we can at least draw this game. I'm not going to give my predictions first. I'm going to let Kyle go ahead and give us his prediction because he said he's hopeful but realistic. And then we'll jump to Manny. Yes, hopeful realism looks like a one-nil loss on the road. Okay. Sorry, Sinski. You you hear that? That's the wind coming out of my sails, Kyle. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, go ahead and just just put the iceberg in front of my Titanic. Go ahead. Uh, I want to say that I I threw up in my mouth a little bit uh, after Dinobot's uh, prediction there because that one. That one didn't taste too good. And um, also, I think it's really weird that he's talking about not being self-aware and that there is no robot uprising. Uh, That seems a little strange. It's exactly what I think a robot would say when there is a robot uprising. Absolutely. You cannot trust the techs, right? I'm I'm a little concerned. A little concerned. Um, You know what? They beat DC 7-0. to 
Um, and we're not that bad. So I'm going to go. A... DC did beat us. Just a reminder. Yes, that's true. So maybe we are that bad. But I'm going to go a little <laughs> a little hopeful. Uh, you know, not not too bad on the loss. Not a, they're not going to score a touchdown. We're going to go 3-0 away from home. <laughs> that's a bully beat down, Manny. I, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules, Sinski. I just I'm just here to predict things. Look, okay. Here's my prediction. I'm not in any shape or form believing that Philadelphia has a 64% chance of victory. Nor am I going to say that we only have a 14% chance to win. But I do think 22% chance of drawing is fair. So I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Sebas Ferreira is going to start. And he's going to score a goal, and it's going to make Naga look really silly for saying that there's some adapting and some buy-in and some formation issues with Sebas on the pitch because Sebas is going to be the one to score the goal, and he's going to be the only one on our team to score. And then we're also we're going to have one of our infamous thematic defensive lapses where we're just wondering how do how do they even score that? How how does that make it through? And Philly's going to score on us, but I don't think they're going to run it up. I think. I think for the most part, our boys will be sound in the back. You know, I think Vera's going to be in that that uh, third center back role for much more of this game than usual because I think we're really going to sit back and hunker in. And uh, the idea will be that Fafa scores the goal, but it'll be Sebas. Trust me. Trust the Sinski man. He knows. I think that's what's going to happen. If we're going to sit back and hunker in, would you rather see Vera or Ethan Bartlow play that spot? There's a starter, but, you know, I think Bartlow's had some great shouts there. I think there was one game. I'm trying to remember. I I wish I'd looked into this more, but there was a game that I just remember Bartlow having a hard time and doing that same role. But most of the time, I feel like like for like just about. What do you think, Manny? I mean, Bartlow's definitely, you know, a bit greener than Vera is. Um, but uh, speaking of green, if Vera's not going to get his green card, Let's not waste a spot on him anymore for an international spot. And let just Bartlow play that for next season. Let's start giving him the game time now. And uh, sure, I'll be fine. I'm I'm at the point, guys, that, uh, you know, I don't think playoffs is going to happen. I'm, I'm reverting back to my finish in 10th spot. So at this point, I'm like, let's just do what we need to do to be better for next season. If that means playing Bartlow in that the center, you know, center defensive spot so that he's ready for next season. Let's do that. I'm ready. I'm ripping off the Band-Aid now. Wow. Wow. Well, that's going to bring us. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just real bummed out now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Made and stick an iceberg in front of me. Stuck all of Antarctica in front of my Titanic ship. That's <laughs> what he did. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. They never did catch that anthrax guy, Debbie Downer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> You punny man. Okay, Manny, I'm going to let you announce our fun wrap-up because I can't ask this question. Go ahead. All right, so sticking with uh, my theme of just being depressed as a Dynamo fan, tonight's tonight's fun wrap-up, quote-unquote fun wrap-up, is the question, what game will the Dynamo be officially eliminated from playoff contention? So you guys, if you haven't looked at it yet, go ahead and look at that schedule. Get in front of you. I'm going to pull it up myself here. And when will the Dynamo be out of playoffs? I've got a, I've got a good answer here. Throwing it off the cuff for you, Manny. Do it. Give it to me. So uh, end of August, I think August 30th or 31st, 
our main man, Gareth Bale and LAFC are traveling to Houston and they're coming here and they are going to secure a dynamo out of playoff position because Gareth Bale is going to run riot in PNC. And you know what? I'm going to be really sad about it, but I'm also going to be wearing my Gareth Bale Tottenham jersey and I'm going to go get him to sign it. So I can't be totally displeased with it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I will also be wearing my Gareth Bell Tottenham jersey, and I will also be hoping to get it signed. And I will also be cheering every time he scores against the Dynamo, but also sad. But Gareth, Bale's, Gareth Bale's first MLS goal should have been saved, and I'll die on that hill. That was not a great shot. No I way, could have bro. saved so that technical. one time out of ten. One that time out of ten. Keeper's never getting there. The keeper touched it, Kyle. He, he, I feel like he should have he saved it, He got there, but. Kyle. <laughs> he's, never, he's never getting there. You give me ten tries, I stop it at least once. That's all I'm saying. I like the I like the prediction. A little a little hurt with a little fun there, Kyle. That's a uh, that's okay. That's good. I like that. All right, Sinski. I'll go last, I guess. You go ahead. What do you have for us? All right, you know, I'm looking at the schedule and shoobity doobity doobity doo. You know what? It ain't happening. We're not getting eliminated from playoff contention. We're gonna make a run. All right. And when we make that run, we're gonna we're gonna beat Sporting KC. We're gonna we're gonna beat the New England Revolutions. We're gonna draw LAFC. We're gonna beat Nashville, and we're gonna hammer the LA Galaxy again. We're gonna make a late game run, and we're gonna make a big time push through the playoffs because that's all it takes is a run to get there, and that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna make a run. We're gonna make a big time push for the playoffs, and somehow, some way, we're gonna find ourselves battling it out against Philadelphia again for the MLS Cup. Yeah, the very team that we play next week is going to meet us in the final match for the MLS Cup. And we're not going to get a 1-1 draw that game, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, we're going to get a 2-1 victory. I'm predicting the finale of the MLS right here on the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. 2-1 victory for your Houston Dynamo for our third star on the jersey right above the hexagon crest. Take that, Manny. Um, that was great, Sinski. I feel like you really uh, tried to draw me into the hype there, but I refuse at this point in the season to let you or Jake draw me back in to any talk about playoffs or winning something or our players getting better for the end of the season. I refuse. I'm I'm already dead. My soul, my dynamo soul is dead. I will still come on here and I will still talk about it. And if they win, I will be hyped. But playoffs to me are dead. And they are going to die on a specific date. And that date will be September 10th when Sporting KC comes to play us at home. Because why wouldn't it be Sporting KC? And why wouldn't it be at home that all those things culminate into one just final blow and kick in the pants? That's that's what happens. That's what happens, Sinski. I'm sorry. It's unfortunate, but true. That's not what's going to happen. Dynamo Faithful fans, I want you to save episode 20 as soon as it comes out. I want you to save it because when the MLS Cup comes around and you're trying to remember what did Sinski Man say was going to happen? Who did he say we were going up against? Because we're in that match, you're going to want to come back to this episode to the fun wrap-up that didn't seem fun and it's now the most fun wrap-up of the season. And you know what, guys? We love y'all. 
we're grateful for y'all. Thank you so much for listening every week. I'm sorry the news isn't better that the Dynamo aren't setting up the lineups right to get us the wins. Nagamura, my friend, answer the phone when I call. Fix the lineup. Make it happen. <laughs> we love you. We're grateful. Rate us. Review us. Thank you for listening. Stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Colin McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Below. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.